Hi everyone, welcome back to Cozy Clicks Podcast. Today's episode will be about friendships. We know them, we hate them, we love them, let's talk about it. Before we get into this week's episode, let's start today's episode off with some relevant buzz. Let's take it back to 2019. Who remembers Kylie and Jordan's fallout? Ooh, I do. I do. Well, did you hear that Kylie and Jordan have been rekindling their friendship as a matter of fact i have i just found out about this not too long ago and i am very excited for them i love it actually I i'm do really happy love it. but i want to talk about since we're on the topic of friendships i want to talk about their fallout and i know most of us might already know the reason for their fallout but this whole episode is going to be on friendships, so who better else to uh, kick it off with the buzz, right? Right, our relevant buzz of the week. So we all know that Jordan, quote unquote, betrayed the friendship by getting a little entangled. The entanglement between her and Tristan. Okay, I have a couple questions. What what do you do? What do you do in that situation? Let's say mm. you're Kylie mm-hmm. and this happened between your sister and your best friend. That's really tough. And it also depends on, you know, your relationship with your family, your sisters, and then the best friend. I, I felt for her. I felt for Kylie because... Uh, I know that she truly loved her best friend, like practically like family. For me, I would have loved to have forgiven her and have that hard discussion, right? Like, I'm, I forgive you, but I'm not happy with you. Like, what happened? What was going through your mind? And I, I need you to understand like where it leaves our relationship now. And now you kind of broken my trust in that sense. And it goes beyond me now. You got the rest of the family involved. <laughs> Exactly. It's such a hard and difficult place to be in. And I applaud the way that she actually moved through it so elegantly. She did. It's such a hard place to be in because for one, you have your best friend. Mm -hmm. She lived with her. Yeah. She went through her pregnancy with her, her first pregnancy. She was there throughout her early high school years. Yep. And I think this is an unfortunate situation. Mm But... Let's say me. Who would I side with? It's really hard. It's really hard because I know people will say family is forever. Family is always going to be there for you. But I think in her situation, this was like her family. Exactly. So, and I'm sure that turning your back on someone, especially someone that you consider to be family, and having to disassociate with them is incredibly difficult. Yeah. And I think there was a lot of mixed opinions in the family. There was. So I know Kim was like saying that she wasn't agreeing. She was basically saying, that's our sister. You need to side with her. And Chloe was like, you know, I don't mind if you want to continue to be friends with her. But I feel like as a sister, you say that because you don't want to be making any ultimatums for your for your sibling but in reality, you don't want that to happen. You want to cut ties. You, you don't want this reminder kind of hanging over you, mm-hmm. right? No, that's fair. Um, 
I'm not surprised uh, Chloe was mature enough eventually to say that. But of course, it, it's, it's, it is an, a betrayal by that person. So it's kind of hard to like see them again and be like, well, it's kind of hard for me to feel not to feel a certain way about you after, like, you know, the, the wounds are fresh, right? The wounds are fresh. But I, I am happy that at least Kylie was, she's pretty level-headed from what I've observed. So I'm sure she had that discussion to say like, hey, just know that this isn't personally coming from me. I do have to keep my distance, but I have love for you still. It's just unfortunate that I, I need to kind of like save face and like publicly like distance myself. And I think a little part of that probably broke her. You know, this was her best friend. And I did see a clip that had resurfaced mm-hmm. of um, Kim kind of being a little petty. petty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like singing and reference to Jordan in the car. Mm-hmm. And then the clip of Kylie saying, calling Kim up and saying, hey, I know you're not happy with the situation. And I think that we can give her a call. And if you mm-hmm. want to yell at her, if you want to scream at her, that's fine. But bullying her and mm-hmm. making all these remarks like online, I think we're above that. And then she started crying because honestly, you can tell how much this was she, affecting her. She cares. She genuinely cares for her. Genuinely cares for her. For four years, for four years, they didn't speak. That's hard. That's hard. That's so hard. And this was a hard stop, meaning mm-hmm. that the there was something that happened in the relationship that just caused it to end abruptly. Yeah. And, and it wasn't any bad blood between them personally. Like the personally. divide was external things. Exactly. So I know any kind of breakup, friendship breakup. Mm-hmm you know, relationship breakup, it's hard, but I feel like there's no closure when it's that fast for, yeah. for as close as they were. Absolutely. So I'm really happy with the news that they are rekindling. Yeah. I think I'm happy. they both deserve it. Happy both for them. Um, and, and you see in the photos from the, from the paparazzi, she genuinely has like the happiest smile, the happiest smile. And like, she can finally be friends with her friend again and choose like her friends and hopefully everybody moved past this and everyone yeah. is just like fine with them hanging out again that way that she doesn't have to feel guilty for choosing friends right we love that we love to see it we're happy to see that moving on from that Ashley you had mentioned that friendship breakups are hard totally agree with you what I do want to pick your brain on is how do you feel about friendship breakups that are slowly falling apart versus a fallout like the harsh break that you were mentioning my opinion I feel like they're completely different the end result is the same but I think that they're completely different and I feel like a lot of us have the slowly falling apart Mm. more often than we have like a fallout with somebody I agree I think that with the different life stages that happen in your life. Like you might have had friends in high school or friends from work that you just, you know, either you changed jobs, you moved and nothing really happened between you guys, Mm -hmm. but you just slowly stopped talking to each other. You slowly stopped hanging out with each other. You kind of drifted apart. 
And that that sucks too because mm-hmm. I think at some point you think about that person and you're like, it's been so long since I've seen that person or it's been so long since I've talked to that person and I really want to know how they are or I wish that we were still as close as we were before. Mm-hmm. But you're kind of stuck in the awkward position where when when do you make that move and mm-hmm. you get to a point where you're like do they want to make that move and also see me or are they over it because we haven't talked in a long time right. do they feel the same ways you like do they find fondness and embrace in those memories that you had or to your point what you said are they like over it? and they're like oh well I'm not like that anymore. I don't really feel that way about that person anymore. And I also have my own inner circle of friends. So that was then, this is now kind of thing. Like moved on. Right. Or like thinking like, are we going to have anything to talk about? Right. Like how, how much have you guys grown apart that you guys have anything in common anymore? Yeah. Like what, what is that dynamic going to be like? Part of me wants to say, maybe this is my like anxious mind that thinks about that. But another part of me wants to say that this is normal and that we all have those thoughts at some point when we fall out with people like or not a fallout but we drift apart from somebody yeah Um, I think that's fair to say because we're all curious right it's at some point as you said we all have those thoughts in our mind I've definitely had those thoughts what I would hope for everyone is that the person that you are either missing a a bit and you're like oh I, I remember them or something reminds you of them I would hope that they're doing well. If, you know, if you're very fond of them, you wish them well. And I hope they would feel the same way for you. Yeah. And I don't think it's ever too late to message someone mm-hmm. and say, hey, you know, I was thinking about you. It's been a long time. How are you? And maybe just start there. And if they still seem interested in like talking to you, be like, we should have coffee sometime. We should go to brunch. Let's catch yeah. up. It's been a long time. Yeah. And... It's- if you were receiving this message, how would you feel? I would actually love that. I understand that um, for some people, it depends the stage in their life. If they're even ready to open back up and like, um, you know, get some interactions again. But I would say for this stage of my life, I'm happy to. Like, it always feels nice when someone thinks of you and they're like, and also in a positive way, that also helps. Um, so I would love that. I would welcome it. I would also welcome it. And I do agree if somebody is not in the stage of their life where they want to take on another like friendship or rekindle a friendship and be like, you know what? I have kind of a full plate. I don't really feel like right now is the best moment for me to um, nourish friendships. Like that's completely okay. And it's still okay to check in on them and just been like, yeah, you know, like I've been good. How are you? And just keep it cordial. Mm hmm. And then I feel like the other person kind of takes a hint um, and it's like, okay, well, at least I know that we're still friendly with each other, even though our relationship dynamic has shifted over the years. Mm -hmm. The fallout, I think that's hard. I think that's hard no matter what side you land on, because it's never fun for someone to have done something to you. And of course, it's definitely not fun if you've ever done something to that person. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't think that I have had that recently at the forefront of my mind. So I can definitely like empathize. And if 
that is the case where you have a fallout, I'm sure it's for a good reason because they don't just happen out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And in that case, I feel like people are better off like making new friends or distancing themselves from Mm -hmm. certain people. Absolutely. And sometimes like just to pull it back in terms like the aspects of mental health, maybe the person that you shared wonderful memories with, maybe you had that hard falling out because the person that you knew them as isn't serving you as like a healthy, supportive friend. And maybe whatever they're going through, it's just consumed them to the point that it's actually becomes poison to you, right? It's so toxic that at this point, you staying in the lake or the pond or staying, you know, standing in the pond with them is hurting you rather than benefiting you. As much as you care about that person, it might be a good sign for you to pull back and say, like, for my own sake, because you need to fill up your own cup, I need to pull back. And when this person has that moment, it might be a good time. Or if you're curious enough, like, hey, check in on them. Like, how have you been doing? Are you well? And if it's well received, then, you know, it's up to you if you'd like to continue that. If not, you know, it's totally okay to like know that they served you as a good friend in that moment or chapter of your life and you move on. It's one thing to be there for your friends, but it's another thing if it's consuming your life and impacting you in a negative way. Because at that point, not only can you not do anything, but it's also affecting you negatively and we need to protect our peace and we come back when we're able to. Right. So if you've experienced them, I'm sure we all have at some point, they're just difficult. And there's like a plethora of things that we want to talk about regarding friendships. One of them is how hard it is to keep friends as an adult. That's a good one. So let's, reel it back a little bit how would we even define a friend i would think a friend is someone that one respects you and two wants to have positive memories with you right in both directions of you're happy to see them they're happy to see you and you know it definitely takes effort right like if they are putting effort to communicate or to to talk to you or to see you is that one-sided, right? Are you equally doing the same thing to like maintain the relationship? Yeah, I think a good friend is someone who you take this journey of life with, who is there through multiple stages of your life, who is there through the good and the bad, is there more good than bad, and we'll get to that. (laughs) But life isn't easy, So any relationship you have in your life isn't always going to be easy, but it's about wanting to be there for someone as much as they want to be there for you Mm -hmm. and always rooting for this person because they're a part of your life. You chose them to be a part of your life. They chose you equally to be a part of their life. That's true. Because if not, you guys wouldn't be friends, right? Right, right. And there's like, I think every friend has like a role. Mm-hmm. You can have coworker friends that you might right, not necessarily absolutely. see out of work or acquaintances. Acquaintances. I know that they're probably not like friends, but they are people that you see often. And so they have their own role right. in your life. Maybe not necessarily friends. But what do we think about a friend of a friend? A friend of a friend. 
I feel like this can be kind of a loaded question for me because it, it's tough, right? One, you could put effort to be a friend to that friend of a friend, but are they genuinely curious and wanting to be your friend? Whereas they feel that you're the friend of the group, so that they have to be friends with you. But if you're outside of that group, do they try to be friends with you outside of it? Yeah, that's really hard. If we have a mutual friend, I think everybody's go-to is, I'm going to be nice to you because you're my friend's friend. My friend mm-hmm. loves you. I want to be nice to you because we have like a mutual party involved. Right. But to your point, sometimes it's hard when the other person is like, you know, you're my friend's friend, but I don't really care about you. That's right? the tough part too. Um, it It's also like, is, a, is both parties showing efforts of no effort or one-sided of effort or it usually works out when both people put in the equal amount of efforts. I agree. Like there's no way it can work out. Otherwise you're pouring from your own cup and your cup is going to be empty. Yes, exactly. This is another topic for another time, but um, what do you do when one of the friends feel like you're hanging out with the other one more than the other? Like that gets a bit muddied up. Oh, I think we've all experienced, at least been on one receiving end of, right. especially with like friend groups. Mm-hmm. And it's like who introduced who to who. And then those people could be like, that was my friend. And like kind of, but I feel like I will say when that happened in my life, my friend group at the time was younger. Mm-hmm. And I want to say like I'm in my late 20s. And when this happened, it was probably early 20s. So I would hope, and I don't know, but I would hope that getting towards your 30s, your end, like your late 20s, like mm-hmm. you would think that some of that stuff wouldn't matter anymore because it's kind of silly. Yeah. Like if I'm your friend, you know, I'm your friend, regardless of who comes into my life, it's not going to make a difference in terms of me being your friend. Mm-hmm. But they're just so complicated. It is. And that, that gets tough. And then I feel like this that topic can branch out to more things that can be its own segment in the future one day. But yeah, if that happens, are these things really about you or the person that is having a hard time dealing with like sharing friends or just like feeling a bit left out? Is that really on you or is that something for the other person to work out internally for themselves? I think a little bit of both I want to say mainly the other person has things to work out internally in terms of maybe they feel like neglected or left out and maybe that's not the case but in those times where it is the case where hopefully the friend isn't purposely leaving the other friend out right exactly that's another part of it too you're right because the dynamics it can be messy that's why it's good to have a good core group of friends Mm-hmm. because friendships can also be so draining and we want to talk about that because everybody says like I want to have so many friends or mm-hmm. people have this many friends how come I don't have that many friends and there are some unspoken things that happen that people don't talk about what are they let's talk about it for one friendships are time commitments now everyone can agree to disagree I don't, you might agree with me, you might not. And 
I, I love my friends and I would make time for them 100% of the time, no matter what. But taking on new friends, you need to kind of work for them. It's like, I need to put time into you. Are we going to go to get brunch? Or I need to make sure that we're talking to each other, especially like making new friends. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, it gets hard. Yeah. We work or you have your own relationships. If you're married or if you're dating, those all take time up. Or if you have a family, mm-hmm. do you have kids? And it's a little bit harder. All those things that kind of take up time in your life in your 20s, early 30s. And I'm not saying you can't do it. Everybody's different, but it, it does get harder. And there is a little bit of a time commitment. And do you have that time? Right. And to add on to the time, it's also scheduling. Do your schedules work, right? If you made a new friend, what if they work one half of the day that you don't? And by the time that they have free time, you don't. And it gets harder and harder because now not only is that one friend competing for time for like another friend, they have to compete time. As you said, like family, friends, husband, kids, or what if they're doing like a uh, volunteer work on the side? Like that gets tough, right? Given you can probably ask them to do volunteer work with you. That's only if the stars align. Exactly. Now I'm the type of friend that's go with the flow. I, if I don't talk to you in a few weeks, if I don't talk to you that month, I know you're busy. Mm-hmm. I'm busy. I'm totally okay picking up whenever you have time, whenever I have time. Let's go grab a coffee. Let's go grab brunch. Let's catch up. How are you doing? If I feel like you need me because I know you're going through something, I'll make time for you and I'll check in on you. I don't mind. But I know there's people out there who maybe get upset that you don't make time for them. Mm. And maybe those are younger friendships. I would think. You would think, but I would say I've, I would say that those kinds of friends probably do exist in more of like in their later adult years. And, And again, it's, if they're getting upset with you, is it something truly that you have done, right? To have some self reflection of like, wait a minute, did I do that? Um, did I say I would commit to something and I bailed out on you a few times and like those are the times you really needed me and you told me this and I understood it and yet I still chose to neglect it. Maybe in those moments it's like, you know what, I, I do think I need to take a moment and just say like, hey, I'm so sorry I've been such a bad friend. I don't want to do that. I want to make this better. Or on the other side, is that friend getting upset with you when you're going through a tough time, right? Then it gets a bit unfair because if you're unable to even pour from your own cup, it's impossible to pour into their cup. So for them to be upset with you and not be understanding and sensitive to your situation, it gets even tougher, right? So then what do you do? Do you tell the friend like, I really, I am sorry that maybe I didn't show up, but I'm going through something. So Give me some grace. Be patient with me. And if you can, if you can support me, I want to get out of this funk of as much as you do, right? So please be patient with me. And if it's well received, then you know you have a really good friend. And if it's not, it's, I think it's time to reconsider like who you keep around yourself. Now that we've talked about that, it's been tough making new friends in general once you kind of go outside of like, social settings that you're 
you're forced to be in right for school, college, which are the same thing, <laughs> work. But once you're kind of out of those social environments, how do you make new friends, right? What if you don't want to make friends within the, your school environment or your work environment? What do you do? I know this is something that a lot of people struggle with. Usually, and I think in the past, it was you meet them at school, were you in a sorority, you make lifelong mm-hmm. friends like through your college. Now, I think a lot of people make friends through work and work friends can definitely translate into real friends, lifelong friends. Absolutely. But if you're not making your friends through work and you're no longer in school, where do the friends come from? Right. That gets tough. I, I understand that for some some friendships form when people do extracurriculum things or like volunteer work, right? You'll meet people at those places and say, hey, these are the causes that I really value, that I really care for. And then when you see them regularly enough, maybe you guys hit it off and say, hey, do you want to have drinks after this? Or do you want to hang out after this? Like, do you like biking? Do you like doing this? And then the friendship flourishes from there. But what about when you're not in your local area anymore? What if you've moved? What do you do? You're in a new area, new city, and you don't know anyone. I think what people do in those situations, I want to say you kind of go to like, I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say you go to your local coffee shop. Maybe you'll <laughs> I would see love someone. That. Isn't that cute? It, it, just, it sounds so cute. Like a rom-com kind of life. Like maybe. Okay. So maybe that's only in the movies. Well, apparently, you know how everybody online dates like yes. has like Bumble. Mm-hmm. Well, Bumble friends. Yeah. I've heard of that. Yes. Basically, you look for people online that are also looking to make friends and see if you click. Yeah, actually, it's a funny story about that. Um, one of my coworkers, she had moved for a new job. And because she was in a completely different state, completely different city, um, she was struggling to find something to do and hang out with um, after work hours. So she used the Bumble app, but Bumble for friends. And what she had told me is that she she was able to find someone to hang out with. Her friend date was very cute. It sounds like it was a whole lot of fun, except I think she was a little bit nervous. My coworker, at least, she was a little bit nervous. So she was talking so much that she maybe got like two words in from the other lady. So maybe if you're that excited to meet new people, make sure to like reel back the eagerness and like the excitement and like let the other person speak too. (laughs) Yeah, like be yourself. And I know that's easier said than done because I feel like we always feel like we're being ourselves. Yeah. But I feel like a little bit of that is we want people to like us. So maybe we're like, I'm not talking enough. Maybe I should talk a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But we don't really know how we're affecting the other person. That's true. Yeah, that is true. But I think that's a great option. I mean, I personally haven't tried it. But I think it's a great option. It gets you out there meeting people that you might not have met otherwise. Mm-hmm. If any of you have tried it, let us know. Yeah, that'd be, I'd be so curious to hear anyone's stories. Like, how did that go for you? Do you have amazing friendships out of it? Or do you have any funny stories to tell out of it? If anyone out there also knows this app, but next door, I had oh. someone in my neighborhood that said, I am so-and-so many years, I don't remember, 
I don't have any friends, but I really want to do like, I forget what activity they wanted to do. And they said, if I set up a, a friend group, would anybody want to come to this thing that I want to do? And so many people were like, yes, please. Like, I want to go. If you did that, I would totally go. And I want to say, yeah. And I want to say that there was like, maybe like 20 people, 25 people. Wow. Yes. I commented because you know why? Because everybody is feeling the same way and just wants to hang out. Yeah, absolutely. So it is funny when once you put yourself out there, you actually get more people or you, you don't realize that how many more other people feel the same way that you do. And how well received you can be. Right. Because some part of us might feel as if nobody wants to like meet us or, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of self doubt. Right. But on the other end, people are like so willing to meet you. People are so willing to be your friend. People are so willing to hang out, but it's like taking that step and putting yourself out there. That's always hard. It is. And I'll say, at least from my perspective, and I would think maybe yours, I would say because I'm an introvert, it that initial first step is a little tough because it takes extra energy out of us to even put it. However, for those that are extroverts, it's a bit easier to like put themselves out there because they gain that energy. They gain that energy. I envy their confidence. Right. <laughs> but I also love being an introvert, so... I know. I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's a give and take. (laughs) It is. We all know what it's like to have a really good friend. Right. And we know how it feels when you have a really good friend. But how do you know when it's time to cut ties? And what are warning signs of a bad friend? Uh Uh-oh. Let's get into it. Let's kick this off and say if your friend is bringing you down instead of lifting you up and is never happy for your achievements oh that's the worst that is the worst that isn't a good friend no why are you in my life (laughs) why are you in my life and I will say I don't know maybe some people are competitive I say Mm. I'm not competitive I truly believe I'm not competitive but if anyone else thinks otherwise let me know (laughs) (laughs) but I feel like in some people, it's a little jealousy. And I always say this, and I truly believe that some people want you to do well, just not better than them. Oh, absolutely. I've I've heard that quote. The first time I ever heard it, right, it opened my eyes a lot because in my mind, right, if someone were to be soaring past me, I, I think I come from the first stance of curiosity of like, man, how did they do that? I mean, obviously I'm jealous. I'm like, man, how did you do that? Like, number one, if it's like, um, did they like ace a test better than you? And you're like, oh my God, how did you do that? Or two, like, um, let's say you're, you're into sports and like, they're able to like, I don't know, kick the ball down like the goalposts, like further than you. Like I come from a place of curiosity of like, can you show me how you did that? That's amazing. And there should be no gatekeeping. Oh. So if I can kick the ball further than you and you also want to do that, what reason is there for me to be like, no, I don't want to show you? Hmm. Yes, that's actually an there. There should one. be no gatekeeping, no gatekeeping, especially with your friends. Mm-hmm. Right. I, you know what? I would be so excited if I heard that my friend was succeeding because yeah. in the, at the end of the day, that's what I want. 
I don't want you to come to me and be very distraught because something bad is happening in your life. And Mm -hmm. if I did want that, I am not your friend. That is not nice. That's like not cool. No. Yeah, it's like, it's (laughs) It's really weird. (laughs) But you know what it is, is I think that some people, I don't know if it's like a power trip or some people feel like seeing someone else be put down makes them feel better about themselves. I don't know if that's like a lack of self-confidence or Hmm. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not a psychologist, but I would say I guess I could see it in that way. So it's a it's a very cheap way to to fill your self-confidence. That's a very cheap way to do it. It is a very cheap way, and I don't think it would last in the long run. No. Well, that's why it's so cheap, right? Yeah. It's just like it's just for a short burst of time. And then that's why you have to keep doing it. Right. So if anyone is like that in your life and is not happy for your successes, I would reevaluate that friendship. Mm-hmm. And it's totally okay to just start keeping your distance from them. You don't have to pick up the phone. You don't have to message them back. And you don't have to hang out with them. Mind you, if they show up at your front door, that's another conversation to be had. <laughs> yeah, that is another conversation. Another good one is if they treat you differently when they're around other people. And I mean differently as in negatively. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. When you say treating you differently, what comes to mind? There's multiple things that come to mind. One of them being like if they make jokes at your expense or if they mm-hmm. humiliate you. Mm kind of use you as the butt end of the joke you're right like you're not in the joke you are the joke oh like it's awful that's but i want to say this stuff happens and it's so hard to see when you are in the friendship because you're like they're my friends why would they do that right and i will say and i'll have to admit i have probably i've done that unknowingly and the thing is I feel like it's your responsibility as that friend. If someone confronts you and says like, hey, you did this. And even if you didn't intend to, take it with grace and say like, be thankful for their feedback because a real friend will come up to you and tell you these things because they value your friendship. If they didn't and they start distancing themselves, that's a sign of like, whoa, I think I need to like reevaluate how I manage friendships. Or if they gaslight you and say... Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> worse. If they say, no, I never did that. I don't know what you're talking about. That, that is a big sign to just head for the door. Like, I'm sorry you feel that way. That is that's an, an apology. That's well, the not moment an apology. to say, I'm sorry you feel that way. That is not an apology. Mm-hmm. Neither is, it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> How? Put your hands up if uh, you've ever heard that or uh, someone's told that to you. our hands are up (laughs) it was a joke can't you take a joke that's not an apology and that's not an excuse so next I want to talk to you about how a toxic friend may be talking behind your back have we all been there if you you have a heartbeat I expect you to have that experience 
I mean, I hope you didn't, but we hope you didn't. But it just seems like it's, it's so almost, common. It is so common that it's just part of the human experience. It's like a different kind of betrayal because yeah. you didn't expect that. Well, <laughs> so now it's getting a little too personal. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, it's a different kind of betrayal because like, you don't expect that from your friend to be talking mm-hmm. about you behind your back to other people, no matter what it is. Especially, you know, that deep secretive or not secretive sorry um just valuable information that you're disclosing to them right yeah and then tell them to find out it's been circulating it, it is such a betrayal it's like a not only like a stab in the back it's like a an stake inv- to the heart an invasion of privacy invasion of privacy but it, it's a bit heartbreaking too because you're like i thought i could trust you and you're looking right into I'm my eyes right as you're you. saying this, and I feel, <laughs> like, I feel as feel? if I did something to you. No, I'm like, I'm like <laughs> but no, it, it, it really is heartbreaking to find out like the person that you thought or envisioned to be so trustworthy and, you know, all those things. Now they're not. So what do you do with them? Do what's, you confront them? Like, what's yeah, the move? Right. Exactly. And whose ball? Is the, I mean, the ball is in your court at this point because now you found out. Do you confront them? And if you do, just like we said earlier, will they take it with grace or will they gaslight you? I feel like if they gaslight you, you have your answer. Or do you forgive them because they're the bit defensive? I'm playing devil's advocate. I, I don't advocate for that, but I'm playing the devil's advocate. I think it depends. Okay. I think it depends if... They were a good friend, Mm -hmm. but your information is like spilling out of them (laughs) then, but they truly didn't mean it in any malicious way. It's just that they have loose lips. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Okay. You don't have to like cut them out of your life. You just know like, you know, I can't really trust you with this. And I think you can poke fun at like at it and be like, you have said things before, so I'm not going to tell you, Mm -hmm. but you know, maybe I'll tell you later when, you know, when it's no longer a secret. Mm, right. Or right. you keep that to yourself and then just continue your friendship with them. If they were still a good friend, you just don't, you just don't tell them personal information. Right. But if they were purposely doing it and their oh. intent was bad, like they truly wanted to make you look a certain way, they truly wanted your information out there. And then they try to gaslight you. Mm-hmm. You have your answer. And I feel like in our gut, we know which one, which type of friend that friend is. Right. Or you can ghost them. That was another thing. <laughs> just be like, I'm busy. I can't hang out with you. And then just never, never hang out again. again. And sometimes I will say, I some may say like that's immature. I'll tell you this. If the person is uh, behaving in a way that's toxic unproductive right if you try to have a conversation and it's unproductive you protect by your all peace. means yeah protect your peace by all means ghost them because if you've tried and they're not trying it's not worth your time anymore and it's fine you know did they deserve a full-on <laughs> you know what you're not being a good friend i'm leaving did they deserve it at the moment that they stopped being a good friend maybe right. not but that is a character judgment that is for you to decide. These are that just is. warning signs. Mm-hmm. How about when the relationship is one-sided, they only ever talk about themselves, they kind of trauma dump on you, and they mm. never ask you about your life. 
Oh my God, then why do they even call me then? Am I just like this? I, I know some friends will say like, oh, you're like my therapist. And the thing is like they on both ends, it's a really good relationship, right? They share, you support, vice versa. But if it's only coming from one end and they're not hearing you out, reevaluate. Reevaluate because you also don't want to be someone's emotional dumping yard. Right. I mean, if if you can and you want to, I guess that is a case-by-case basis. But if you're always taking on someone else's baggage, where who do you have? I truly believe that a relationship isn't one-sided. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it shouldn't be. <laughs> it shouldn't be one-sided. It should definitely go both ways. And I want to help you. And I, you know, we all, like a good friends want to. Mm-hmm. But can you ask me if I'm okay once in a while? <laughs> it's the least that they can do as a friend, right? Because if you're, if you care for them, you would genuinely want to know like, hey, you know what? I've been talking about myself this whole evening or just a while lately. And I appreciate you like checking in on me and just letting me vent it out. Now that I've let that all out, how are you doing? Yeah. And you know what? I feel like we've all gone through things where it's been really hard for us Mm -hmm. and we really go to our friends to lean on to for support. Mm-hmm. And I don't even mind if I know you're going through something difficult. If you're coming to me for support, I'm willing to give it. I think the problem is when your entire friendship is only one-sided. If it goes yeah. on for a month or two months, you've been having a hard time and you want to talk to me and I'm not going through anything, I am all there for you. But if it comes down to when you look at it and like, hey, my friend has never cared about anything going on in my life, mm-hmm. I think that's a problem. Yeah. And I know it gets hard to actually start identifying that. Unless you're really good at it, then that's wonderful. But if you're the type of person that doesn't check back in with yourself and you're not seeing it, maybe it's time to start, right? Maybe think about all the friends that you do cherish and say, you know, friend A is really great. They've always done this for me and I'm meeting with them soon. Friend B is doing this. Da da da. And then when you get to friend C, you're like, hmm, wait a minute. I feel like I'm doing a lot of work, but I'm not getting anything back, right? You're not feeling that your cup is filled and you're not being served as a friend. Now, with that being said, I kind of wanted to move on to another point about warning signs of a friend and talk about harsh, unsolicited unconstructive criticism what do you think about that wow I feel like this can take forms in a lot of ways and I think it can be anything as simple as why are you wearing that like we're supposed to go out I want you to dress similar to me like Mm -hmm. or it can be as harsh as well why are you with that guy like you guys are still together like You know, like criticizing without, obviously, like if somebody is like worried about you because of something, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But when you know to your core that this specific friend is just always making remarks like that to you, or why did you buy this? Why did you make this purchase? Like, 
you didn't even think about how much money you were going to spend. If they're always criticizing you mm-hmm. and you feel like you have to tiptoe around what you're doing with them because you just know they're going to say something. Man, your feet must hurt with all those eggshells on there. <laughs> <laughs> it's draining. Yeah, totally. And why should you have to explain yourself and almost defend yourself every single time around certain people that are supposed to be your friends? Right. You start feeling anxious in that kind of environment, right? You do. You get like some sort of, I don't want to set them off. Like, I can't tell them this, even though I'm really happy about this. I don't feel like I can share that with them because they're going to have something to say about it. And I just don't want to hear it right now. Right. And I feel like in a way, if not only anxious, now I feel like I can't fully be myself around them. And that's the whole point of having a friend. Yeah. They should be there and just, I I do think it takes like a lot of work, but there are things that you can see. And once you notice them, it's kind of hard to not notice them. Absolutely. Another one is refusing to see your point of view. Oh boy. I disagree with you, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) But you didn't even try. I know. (laughs) I'm just kidding. This is probably, this is really important actually. Because as a friend, if you have a very strong opinion about something, Mm -hmm. and let's say I disagree, that is okay. Absolutely. We can just talk about how it is okay to not agree with your friends 100% of the time. Right. And that's fine. You're different people. Different, And that's great. That's the great thing, right? Having a diversified um, group of people, having different thoughts. I, I think that's a great way to also create more creativity in the conversation. Maybe I don't agree with you when you're like, hey, I like blue. And I'm like, actually, I like pink. That's okay. We both may come together one day and we're like, we love that purple color. I'm like, oh, there you go. It's a blend <laughs> of both colors. The problem then comes if I feel strongly about something and you feel strongly about something, I think that's okay. As long as I can see where you're coming from. If this is really important to you, I might not agree with you, but let me hear you out. Why do you feel that way? Why do you feel so strongly about this? And I care about your opinion. I value your opinion. I might at that moment not agree with it, but you might change my mind because I want to know. I want to see it from your point of view. I at least want to try. Right. I think the problem comes when somebody is like, no, that's not it. And I don't even want to hear you. I don't even agree with you. Like completely shut you out. Completely shut you out. And then you feel like not validated. You don't feel like the person cares about your voice, about your opinion. Mm-hmm. How do you even have a conversation after that? I think most of the time people would be angry and then just leave and then come back together and maybe brush it under the rug. And that's building resentment. Yeah, and it's not healthy. And then you don't want to have those conversations with people. It also makes me feel like if I were to have, I don't know, like a spur of the moment thought or idea and I want to share it, I it goes back to the feeling of walking on eggshells. I feel anxious when I'm around this person and I just know they have this very strong opinion. If I mention it by any chance, they're just going to either go off on me or just shut me down. And it just kills the mood. And then it's like, how do you move on from it? Because it's so awkward. Yeah. And you 
you can't move on from it if it keeps reoccurring. Like right. if it happens one time, then maybe mm-hmm. that was a sensitive subject. But if you find this reoccurring, then I think that's when it's a problem. Right. And I like what you said too. Like, I mean, to me, uh, you've got great qualities of a good friend because number one, you came into the conversation with empathy, care, and curiosity. Are you even curious about me as a person to know who more about me just because we differ in thought to your point again you may change my mind you're like you know you make such a um valid point um yeah i actually agree with you i'm gonna just ditch the last thought i had and you made such a strong valid point that yeah i agree but when a friend is just disinterested in you and i would be careful if they cross the line of being disrespectful to you it's hard to be friends with someone that is that difficult you know they're disagreeing, they shut you out, they start either saying things or like their body language kind of starts showing that they don't respect you as a person. So Being a think? little bit dismissive. Yeah, I think the dismissive one, we've all been there, right? Yeah. When they dismiss you off, it, in, it can start as small as like someone says like, hey, like, you know, I had a bad day, I spilled my coffee and my whole rest of the day was pretty, you know, I, not a great day. I just... You know, now I'm in a rut now and I don't feel that great. Then if they dismiss you and say like, you had a bad day. I had a bad day. And they kind of go on about themselves. I know it's not going to the point of being uh, um, not agreeing with your point, but you kind of get the mood. Yeah, it goes hand in hand. Yeah. They're trying to overtake your feelings and make it about themselves. I think I think they go hand in hand because that's probably the same person that's not going to want to hear your point of view when you're trying to tell them something ah you're right yeah yeah see you make such a great point i agree (laughs) (laughs) if you have any of these going on in your life maybe reevaluate some of those friendships know that you are so deserving of good friends they you know they're out there and i just hope the right people click and maybe those people Maybe they're not for you and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And they could be for somebody else. But you definitely deserve someone that cares and validates and wants to know you as a person and wants to, you know, do life with you. Absolutely. I want to add on to what you say. You really are going to benefit from a friend that wants to see you grow. And that equally means that they will challenge you. Not to challenge you in the sense of being disagreeable. They're going to challenge you in the sense of they know who you are right now today. However, they see the potential in you to be even better than you were yesterday. That's the kind of friend that you should really consider having. Uh, Somebody that's going to want to see you grow and help you get there and push you to achieve your goals and set goals with you. Exactly. If that's what you guys want, they're out there. And we are rooting for you. Yeah, we're rooting for you. You can do it. We believe in you. And if you have any stories about how you actually found a friend like that, we'd love to hear it. We'd love to know. Write us into our inbox. Now we have a hot topic. Uh Uh-oh. And this is an open discussion. We would love to hear your thoughts on it. Our email is down in the description. We're going to touch on this really quick just because we want to open this up to the floor. Lizzie, can men and women be friends if they are in a relationship and if 
they aren't in a relationship? Hmm. Such a loaded question. It go, it can honestly go in all different directions. I don't want to... I'll say... I'll speak my piece, but just know that I am mindful that it truly depends on your experience um, growing up and etc. So what I will say is... Um, you know, for men and women that want to be friends in a platonic way, it can, yeah, it's totally possible. Right? It's possible because when it comes down to it, there needs to be a line of respect at the end of the day, right? Do I respect you enough where I know that, hey, um, I'm not with anyone, you're not with anyone. However, I know that I can kind of tell and pick up from the vibe that you're um, exuding out to me that, you really value this type of uh, level of friendship and endearment from us. So I respect you enough to keep it that way. Then there's another level where let's just say the friend is another friend's giving you a vibe of flirtatiousness or just an interest in you a little bit more than like a platonic friend. And if you set that boundary there and if they respect it and they back off, great friend, right? Great in the sense of like, okay, they get it. They, they made their peace with it and then we're going to be friends. But if they don't respect that boundary line, that's where I think it goes by case by case, not like a whole peanut butter spread kind of remark. I agree with everything that you said. The respect definitely has to be there. Respect, whether you're single or in a relationship or married, I think respect is at the forefront of all of that. Mm -hmm. If you are my friend and you are male, I think it's totally possible I think it's 100% possible to have friends of any gender. I think the problem is if there are any motives that the other person is having for being your friend other than friendship alone. Oh my gosh, you're right. You're right. If I'm in a relationship or I'm married and I have a friend, for one, I want to make sure my partner is comfortable with it. Oh, Which, right. if it were me and my partner decides to have friends that are the opposite gender I'm okay with that I want to have a relationship where I trust my partner until otherwise because then you reevaluate the relationship Mm -hmm, right and I would hope that you know your partner is comfortable with you having your own friends but the respect has to be there Mm -hmm. if I'm in a relationship you then respect me and my significant other Mm -hmm. yeah if I'm single and I have my own boundaries, you respect my boundaries and we can totally be friends and we can totally have a close friendship without crossing any boundaries or any lines. I guess it does depend on the relationship. It definitely depends on individuals and how they feel about it. Yeah. And there is no right or wrong thing to say. Everybody has their own ideas of what this means to them theoretically I think it's possible I think it's definitely possible I think people do it all the time and I will say there is also a difference between at least I think there's a difference between having friends that you grew up with that continue to be your friends or that you had for a long time and making new friends because I feel like making them later on it's it's always hard to know somebody's intentions it gets tough, right? It, it's t- such a case by case because um, what if that said friend 
truly was platonic with you and let's just say something happens like maybe you know you can't stop people from feeling attracted to those that they find attractive and the the thing is the the moment that happens even if they feel attracted to, to either you or said other person if they know that they're crossing a line and you do it intentionally it's a red flag right? it's a red flag like don't cross it respect me and i'll respect you and let's let's think here and let's see <laughs> if it's still a good idea for us to be friends or if you know what our relationship ends here but you're still a good person and i still value you this just isn't the right fit for us right and that's actually a wise decision to very wise <laughs> very healthy um for your current relationships and romantic relationships or whatever you have or even if you're single and you just don't want to be there with oh, this for person your peace, right for your yeah. peace and mind. yes i actually agree with you if you're single and this is happening to you and you don't want that to happen definitely okay to like distance yourself, distance yourself because um yeah sometimes it's also safer in that sense because again like it, it all depends right you don't want it to drag it on to the point where that said person gets frustrated and it escalates more and more to the point that it becomes dangerous so address it immediately and you know hopefully it doesn't get that crazy and dangerous that you need to address it with some police or authority (laughs) i hope not let us know what you guys think because we're so curious this is a hot topic like i said no right or wrong answers here we just wanted to know everybody's thoughts exactly so let us know for our last segment here we wanted to bring you guys a story or two and let you guys decide whether this person is the asshole all right via reddit my best friend picked up her wedding date on the one date I couldn't do. I'm a freelancer photographer. It's always been my dream to shoot festivals with the biggest goal to be Glastonbury. Excuse me if I'm not pronouncing that right. For the last two years, I've been hired by the BBC to cover a smaller stage. Good for you. Someone I consider to be my best friend who I hang out with every week, if not multiple times a week, was planning her wedding and When she showed me the dates her venue had available for next year, I had said the one date I couldn't do it was June 29th because of that event. And how important it was for me because it's a job I've been trying to maintain this relationship with this company and hopefully it would help me get to bigger stages in the future. It also looks good to other clients as well for a good pay of money. I basically replaced a girl who couldn't do it one year and they hired me instead for the second year now she's about to send out the invites and i found out that she had picked the date the one date i couldn't do and now she's upset that i can't come she could have picked another date but she chose that one i feel really heartbroken by this because i love her i thought she loved me too I've been there for her through the whole wedding thing and even told her I would offer her wedding dress maker a free photo shoot if it could help bring the price of the dress down. But now I feel like shit because she obviously didn't care if I came or not because she picked the one day I couldn't come. I have abandonment issues as well as these issues that stem from my family. It's made me feel that feeling of not being wanted. I know how stressful weddings are 
but I would never want a wedding without her there. And now I feel so guilty that I couldn't go. Doubling to why she would pick the one day I couldn't go and she's now upset and cried when I said I couldn't come. Even though she knew all along she wouldn't be able to with a huge blow to my career, she's really upset with me that I'm picking work over her wedding and I can't help but feel guilty. Wow. Yikes. My vote. She is in her right to feel hurt. Mm -hmm. I don't believe she is in the wrong in this situation because I feel like as the friend making the wedding, and I know this is about her friend and her wedding day, like it's your wedding day. Everything Mm -hmm. is about you. I completely understand. But if my friend gave me the one day that she couldn't do, and she's like, this is the one day I can't do, Mm -hmm. willing to do any other day. Right. Why would I pick the day that she can't do? It's like almost purposely then expect them to be there when it was the one day that I couldn't do. Were there any conversations prior saying, hey, I'm thinking about doing that day? It doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like it. It sounded like it blindsided her. Right. And I think that the least you can do as the friend during the wedding is, hey, I know you said you can't do this day. really want you there. Um, I really want it to be that day. So is there any chance that you will be able to like make it? And if they say Mm -hmm. no, then how important is it for me to have it that day? And if it's still important for me to have my wedding the day that you can't go, then I have to be okay that my friend is working and not be mad. At least one with like a clear mind. And I want to give this girl, the the bride, uh, bride to be some grace because... I guess if you really wanted your friend to be there, but then you still chose the day that she couldn't come, did you forget the conversation? Were you under that much stress that these conversations that you've had become like forgettable? Like what happened? Because to get upset with your friend like that, it's not very nice. I'm going to just outright say it. It's not very nice for you to be upset with the photographer that's your friend. And when she's been trying to help you this entire time. Or have expectations that have been communicated to you that they're not going to be able to meet. They were upfront with that. They were. like I, They were very clear with it. I, I'm just very confused as to why the, fr- the photographer was blindsided. And why didn't the bride give the photographer a heads up saying like, Hey, I'm going to send these out. And I did pick the date. And... I'm just really confused. Like, why wasn't there a conversation had between that? Because be blindsided and then have a friend come to you, be upset with you and expel all those negative feelings. It's, you know, I would be distraught. I'm going to, I would be be distraught as well. I would be really confused. I am citing as much grace as I'm going to give the bride because she might have forgotten. I'm going to side with the photographer. Yeah. I would say from, it sounds like both our ends, we're going to give it a stamp of, not the asshole. Not the asshole. I want to give a little update here with the same story for the photographer. They had said, update. She is currently giving me the silent treatment and it's really stressing me out. Oh, I feel for That's her. the worst. And like, and, hey, we talked about this, right? Maybe reevaluate it. Maybe have that conversation with that friend. What's going on? Why are you so upset with me? Kind of having that conversation, try to figure things out there. Because something is something's not right 
Exactly. Story number two. So as cliche as it sounds, this New Year's, me, a 34-year-old female, made a resolution to lose weight and get into shape. I've never been to the gym before and it's been several years since I really worked out. So I made the decision to join a gym that offers one-on-one or one-on-two semi-private personal trainer sessions. Knowing myself, I knew if I joined a regular gym, I'd give up when I got sore or winded or just ride a bike because I don't know how any other machines work. I mentioned it casually to my friend, Sam, 32-year-old female. Sam jumped on the idea and basically told me, never asked or was invited, she was going to join me. I had my reservations about it because Sam has had the habit of joining gyms and quitting after just one week or two because of various reasons, but she seemed excited with the idea of doing it in a more private setting, so eventually I accepted. Before our first meeting, she kept going on and on about how I will totally suck at everything the trainer has us do, that I won't do anything properly, and I'm thinking, I know that's why I'm doing it with a trainer so I can learn how to do it properly, but I guess the opposite happened because I managed to mimic the trainer for the most part. She only has to tell me to do something a few times, and after correcting me, she said that I had it down. The same cannot be said for Sam, and it royally pissed her off. So Sam has decided to make the unneeded and inappropriate comments towards me or about me, as well as fight with the trainer. For example, as we were doing something that required us being on our knees, Sam said that I was in my natural position. Oh, no, she didn't. Yes, she did. Like WTF, that's just one example. There's so many more. Between the comments and the fighting, our trainer approached us after our last session and told Sam she was firing her as a client, but I was more than welcome to stay to do the one-on-one. I agreed, which pissed Sam off, saying I should quit and we should go elsewhere. But I refused to go to another gym with her and work out or see her again. Plus, I love the trainer. So am I the asshole for abandoning my friend? Sam seems to think I am, but my significant other says I'm not. First of all, a friend doesn't make those inappropriate jokes or remarks in front of another person that you're not even close with. That's like, I feel like that goes hand in hand with being humiliated by one of your friends. I mean, to also get upset with you that you're doing better, that's internal things that you got to unpack yourself and reflect like, wait, why, why do I feel that way about her? Well, she had already set expectations too, by saying you're probably going to suck. So why would you even say that? I'm my jaws on the floor just because I'm in total shock to hear that number one for them to even say that means in their mind the entire time they've already thought less of you yes they have this was already circulating in her mind Mm -hmm. I obviously for very good reason gonna say that she probably didn't even have to ask this because I feel like it's clear as day she is not the asshole clear as day She didn't do anything wrong and her wanting to stay somewhere where she's doing well, flourishing Mm -hmm. and having a good relationship with the person who's finally helping her achieve her goals. Right. Like just because other friend thinks that you're abandoning them, whatever that means, like I don't, she's not in the wrong. Absolutely not. Definitely not the asshole. Um, That friend really needs to, meaning the Sam, I mean 
Sam I am. Reminds me of Cat in the Hat. So Sam really needs to stop hanging out with the OP, reflect a bit, and just say, why did I have that outburst? Also, because I'm curious, is it specifically to that friend? Is Sam singling her out or is she like an equal offender? Is she like this to everybody? And if so, either or if it's the friend or to everyone else, you got to do some self-reflecting. Something's going on with you that you feel this negatively. Like from from the inside, you must feel really bad that you're expelling it out to the other people, you know. And another thing is, why are you so upset? This originally wasn't her goal. The It was the OP's goal, not mm-hmm. Sam's goal. Right. You just, or she just basically said, I'm going to come too. She was never invited. She was never asked if she wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. She kind of piggybacked off of it. And when the OP said, yeah, like, that's fine. Like, sure. And now she's getting kicked off. It's like, I understand you're upset, but you can you see how you kind of did this to yourself? Right. And if you truly want this as a goal, like you really want to have a trainer, you want to do something, maybe self-reflect and not make anyone feel uncomfortable where they feel like they have to fire you as a client. I'm also really curious. I want to like dig into that a little bit further and say, in that moment, why did you choose to say that? You could have said anything else. Like, I'm really curious. Like, why did you choose that in that moment you wanted or you thought it was a great idea to put her down in front of someone else? How do you feel in front of the trainer? Like, that's another dynamic I'm really curious about. Like, how do you feel in front of another person when you're with your friend? And depending on how they, the trainer, whomever's in front of you make you feel, do you feel like, all right, this is a great idea to make my friend look lesser than me so I look better why is that I'm really curious one thing that also just came to my mind as you were saying that is like why would she decide to comment on this at the end the OP said am I the asshole for abandoning my friend Sam seems to think I am but my significant other says I'm not which means Mm. that the OP has a significant other and a relationship that she's in Mm -hmm. And I don't know if Sam was referring to her, quote unquote, being on her knees, like to her significant other, but it's so much worse because it's like now you're kind of like throwing a slight at their relationship for one, whether you know something or you don't, you're just trying to be funny. It's disrespectful to the relationship. Absolutely. You're right. And two, it's disrespectful if you don't know anything and now your significant other is like, why is your friend saying that you're this is your right. natural position. Right. Like okay. it can cause problems in your relationship. Luckily, it seems like the OP significant other knows how toxic this friend could be mm-hmm. and definitely disregarded what they said. Right. But I'm just saying like this is signs of not so healthy relationship. Right. It's Friendship not, relationship, I mean. That was a pretty easy one to identify. <laughs> yeah. Hope she's doing better. Hope she's no longer feels like she's stuck in anything that she needs to be in. Totally. And if by chance they rekindled their relationship and Sam's done some self-work on herself and they're a lot better, that's even great, right? We're, we root for you if you are willing to do work on yourself and you realize that, hey, I, I need to be a better friend. That's amazing, right? We don't want to shun you or make you feel bad that you can't make any progress 
as a friend, you totally can. You just totally a, can. Just, um, you know, look inward. Exactly. Everyone has the possibility of building themselves from wherever they are and becoming a better person. We truly believe that. Thank you everyone for coming and listening to this week's episode on friendships. If you guys have one or a few solid people in your life, show them some love because they're a dime a dozen. If you don't, you have us. If you have any suggestions on future episodes, send your requests into the link in the description box. We would love to hear from you. See you in our next episode. Thanks everyone.